Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 552 for the week of August 1st, 2020. Welcome to August. It's August. I can't believe it's August already. It's August. What, like four more months of this hell year? The summer's almost over, at least. It's August. We were having a conversation about that, actually. Does it feel like it's been the nicest summer we've had in a long time and it's all through covid define you know, nicest I, i'm in kansas where we have like two weather two temperatures very hot and very cold hmm. and it's rained all week so our yard is a jungle yeah ours isn't much better when you go out to the yard does your husband sing welcome to the jungle uh, I don't know. I don't even think he knows that song. What? Welcome to the jungle. How does he not know that? Uh, uh, unless Weird Al has covered it, he probably doesn't but know. You're it. Like... Or if it's, or if it's not. Uh... But even if you listen to it, it's just like in other things. Yeah, he's in the chat room right now, going, "That's by Pink Floyd, right?" Oh, oh good man. It. That's okay. Oh man. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's just doing it on purpose. Yeah, he, he knows how to, how to push my buttons, and that's nah. fine. All that's right. okay. We should talk about what we've been playing. Apparently, Peter's been playing Nice Summer. What else has Peter been playing? We didn't do introductions, right? Oh, yeah. Hi, Peter. Thomas. Hi. Hi, Jonathan Stringer. Hello. Hi, Kelly Ryan. Hello. Hi, Anna Marie Privetier with a migraine. Ah, she's got toast. That means she's an anime sysadmin running down the hallway to a late for class. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stacking memes in my head. All right, I'm Chris Privetier. This is RPG Cast. Peter, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Story of Seasons: Friends of Mineral Town. Oh, um, yeah, I've been oh. I've been kind of all over the place with that uh-huh. so um i am in the middle of autumn um, so my pace kind of slowed down quite a bit which it tends to do in these games um you know the beginning is very frantic and there's not a whole lot you can do so you just like wake up take care of crops take care of animals if you have them yet uh run around talk to everybody go back to sleep because uh, you don't really have enough stamina to do much of anything else but now that my stamina is starting to build up, I uh, found a few power berries, and uh, I'm able to do a little bit more. So I'm I'm running around and, and trying to get a little more more in. Um, the pace is going to slow down even more because autumn has a lot more crops to plant uh, this time around. So they've added some new ones, and they've got the old staples there as well. So. Um, pacing just kind of keeps going back and forth but yeah, everything kind of drags uh like midsummer to and uh through fall and then winter it'll pick back up again because it's it's really just mining and then sleeping um but yeah still enjoying it still uh really having a good time with it uh i'm it's a it feels like a blast from the past going back through uh friends of mineral town in this way um i love the the new additions and um, 
all the changes and uh it's just it feels good it feels like a it's like a welcome home party um it's it's kind of been really fascinating to me to watch twitter because sort of as a byproduct of my work i follow a lot of people who play harvest moon and story of seasons and so my twitter is divided almost 50 50 and of people going. that are playing it and half of them are it's just like friends of mineral town it's just like i remember and i love it and the other half are it's just like back to nature it's just like friends of mineral town and i hate it because there's not enough new content oh wow do they not understand the point of a remake yeah apparently not yeah, it's <laughs> remakes are a really hard needle to thread. You gotta, you can't forget the other people too who are like <laughs> just berating Natsume for a Back to Nature remake. It's that, out there, guys. Go play it. Wait, yeah. isn't isn't Friends in Mineral Town basically like a Back to Nature remake? Yeah, so my, Harvest okay. Moon '64 was remade into Back to Nature. And then Back to Nature was remade into Friends of Mineral Town and more Friends of Mineral Town. And then that game was then remade into Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Okay. So we're now at Remakeception Layer 3 or 4. Yeah. So that's always... I mean, you'd think that the subtitle would give it away, that it was, you know part of that whole thing if you followed the string but i feel like some people you know just they're just out there shouting into the twitter verse because i remember even back in the day not getting harvest moon ds because after reading about it it's like oh this is just friends of mineral town yeah again and yeah harvest moon ds is functionally a remake of wonderful friends life, of mineral right? town <laughs> yeah there's a lot of levels to this it's not called a remake, but it is functionally a remake, if that makes sense. So what was the first original one after that? Um, all right. Save the Homeland, maybe? I, I, I yeah. The timeline. Yeah, hang on. I'm going to pull up my list of Harvest Moon <laughs> games by date. We need a Harvest Moon play order. Yeah, I, I think the first OG one, it was Save the Homeland. Uh, which that deviated from the the style quite a bit. Yeah. Right. So parallel to Harvest Moon sixty four, Back to Nature was Game Boy, Game Boy mm-hmm. Color, and then Game Boy Color two, Game Boy Color three, and then there was Back to Nature for Girl, which was never translated, and then Save the Homeland, and then Friends of Mineral Town, and then A Wonderful Life, and then more Friends of Mineral Town, and then Another Wonderful Life. Another Wonderful Life for a long, I, long time. I really want to see even more Friends of Mineral Town. <laughs> <laughs> All the Friends even, of Mineral Town. <laughs> even, even more Friends of Mineral Town. So many Friends of Mineral Town. The most Friends of Mineral, mineral Town. T- and then the sequel to that, Mineral Town all the friends everyone is Um, here so another wonderful life even though it was a gamecube game was the best-selling harvest moon until light of hope Mm. 
Yeah. And people, Light of Hope is still the um, best-selling Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons game. People Because even like there was a big story this week, last week, that Story of Seasons sold like 100,000 copies in its first week. That doesn't make it the best-selling Harvest Moon game. It does make it the best-selling Story of Seasons game, though, because that blows away everything else. So it's yeah, really interesting make- comparing. And I mean, like, the uh, um, lifetime sales, uh, Stardew Valley still blows everything away. Of course. Because yeah. it's just, yeah. it's out on so many systems. It's been available for a long time. Like, it hasn't... Unlike out. most Harvest Moons, it's a good game. Hey. hey. <laughs> Sorry. Had well, I'm you from haven't podcast. liked any farming sim game, <laughs> and know. you didn't even like Stardew Valley. Listen, it's not for me. That doesn't mean I don't recognize it's good. I'm okay. the same way, Chris. I I liked, I kind of liked them, but I just there's other things I play, and I just can't yeah. sink my time. I played the first Harvest Moon, really, and a, few, a little bit of the others, but I'm with you. Harvest Moon is your game to play while you're chilling out or when you need something to like no, completely de-stress you. Oh, P- okay, that's PSO2 or Diablo. Yeah, no, Diablo is way too intense for me. I what? No, you put I the played... trance music on and you just shut your brain off and you're like... Whoop, whoop. I play Diablo when I'm angry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kelly, the next Diablo is going to be real dark. It's going to be good I, for that. I know. That's it's going to be so dark. At all and... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You just described an angry evening for me. (laughs) Yep. So does your husband walk in? He's like, oh, shit, she's playing Diablo. (laughs) Well, he can tell from down the block because the Black Sabbath is blaring. We all know the the cues. (laughs) Oh, Oh, there's green smoke coming out of the house tonight. I better go somewhere else. And that day he goes to my mom's house. I'm like, Kelly's being scary. Kelly's <laughs> <laughs> being scary. And they're like, we know. We know. Yeah. Oh. Anywho. This uh, makes me sound like a monster. I'm not this bad. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so, yes. Lots of friends in Mineral Town. Um, <laughs> so I did... Uh, play some PSO2 because they were running an event where if you finish the story right. up to episode 3 I didn't do that. Uh, which is what's currently available right now. You get a uh, Dreamcast mag skin uh, so you can skin one of your mags to be a floating Dreamcast um, so I, I don't finished... think mag skins matter to Chris, right? Because no. his mag never shows up That's right <laughs> Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'd have to play a different class yeah, so I finished up the story of, of PSO 2, and I will, you know, one of the things I criticized about it was that it was pretty lifeless, and it remains that way for most of the story. Um, it does pick up a little bit, and there's some charming moments in it, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, I finished it just for mag skins. i just still not really How long did it take story. to do the story? Um, so the side... Uh, story pieces um, I I kind of skip through pretty quickly mm-hmm. and then the main story or big cut scenes I, I let play through you know the way that they were I'd say that it took me let me think I sat down two days ago 
and started doing it. And I was already into episode two. Um, so I'd say maybe about two and a half, three hours total. Wow. That's not long. No, no, it didn't, it didn't take real long, but you just kind of have to know which of the story ones you want to skip. So mm. like all the stuff that dealt with like Fori, um, which is one of the NPCs that are in the game. I, I didn't give a crap about, so I just skipped those. And then the ones that dealt with characters that actually played into the main story, I watched. So, yeah, I'd say it took me about three hours from from the beginning of episode two to the end of episode three. Um, you, you know, Chris, one of the things you mentioned was that you didn't understand the like urgent quests, and when you play through the story, they they fit in there. Mm-hmm. So you actually go through like a single player urgent quest. And it shows like why you're even fighting these things. So okay. if you, yeah, if you wanted more understanding of that, that would be probably beneficial. But you know, the rest of it is if you if you enjoy like, you know, a story like this one, then you you might find some enjoyment in it. I was like I said, pretty much fifty fifty on it. Some of the elements I was like, yeah, this is cool. Other elements, not so much. So, um, yep, finished up that story. Uh, I have two classes max to seventy five, which changes on august 5th we get episode four and our cat moves up to 85 i think so um i won't have max level characters anymore oh no um but the game i really wanted to talk about was actually blightbound um a buddy of mine what's that blightbound for me um it's in early access right now so um, it comes with its fair share of bugs uh namely this one that's that's a desyncing bug and i'll get into that in a second but um, Blightbound is, it's like the equivalent of a Diablo meets Guardian Heroes. Um, so you pick out these little maps, and it's, a, it's like a side-scrolling, beat-em-up style game. Um, it's always online, so you have to be partnered with two other people, whether that's randos or your friends. Um, but it, it kind of has a, a Darkest Dungeon aesthetic to it, um, which... You know, it's got kind of like that dark and gritty look and feel to it. Um, and it deals all around this stuff called blight. Um, so you take your, your adventurers out into the place. You fight, you know, a bunch of enemies and, and beat a boss and collect all the loots and save people along the way. And by being out in this place, your your blight meter increases. And it's like a it's basically like a toxicity for the character. So if your blight... Uh, increases too far then that character becomes disabled for a little while until you can you can fix them up i have an Uh, important question to ask sure is is one of your characters a doctor uh not yet i I need you to get a doctor blight doctor blight and then you need to fight the planeteers okay okay just just trust me on this all right thank you keep my eyes out um so yeah, it's uh, it plays like I said, like um, a Diablo like for the for the dungeon crawling and loot gaining, and then plays like a Guardian Heroes or Castle Crashers or you know side scrolling beat 'em up style for the actual gameplay itself, uh, and it and it's been a lot of fun. I was really surprised by it when I started it, and I wasn't sure how well I'd get into it, but it's one of those games where played it the last two nights and every time I put it down I'm thinking like man I, I really want to go back to that so that's always a good sign 
Uh, it is in early access, so I mentioned that it has some desyncing issues. So they're they're working out some kinks on the multiplayer, where if you if you play multiplayer for a little too long with the same party, uh, you can get uh, basically desynced with one another. So what's happening in your game isn't happening in another person's game, and so on and so forth. And it just progressively gets worse as the the session goes on until one of you guys basically just ends up disconnecting. Um, this wouldn't be so bad if it just dropped in bots, but they don't have that implemented yet. So what happens is you end up failing, and because you failed the mission, uh, you you take a blight hit because of it. So uh, it's kind of like a feels bad man moment, mm. but it I'd say that it happens maybe like once an hour. So if you can think, you know, after a few missions to uh, unqueue and requeue uh, your party, then you're in good shape. You probably won't deal with anything like that. But um, yeah, they're they're working actively on it. You know, uh, they're asking for feedback, so you send in your logs and everything so that they can diagnose and figure out what's going on. But um, yeah, I mean, tons of characters to play. Uh, they they have an interesting mechanic where you can't actually pick uh, who you want to run through these game the, the levels dedicated. Um, dedicatedly no uh solely as um until level nine um so it, it forces you to learn the three classes of characters which is a warrior a rogue and a mage uh, who who works offensively and uh support wise uh, he does you know fireballs and stuff like that and he also heals um so you have to play all three classes as you go through and uh, it also helps with queue times. Uh, the queue times are super, super low. And for a game that just, like, launches, uh, that's that's pretty impressive. I'd say it doesn't take me more than two minutes to find um, to find a third person. I, I run with a buddy of mine, so we already have two. We just look for a third. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'll be excited to see kind of how it moves forward uh, through the growth of it and and in and out of early access but uh if you like those style of games i would i would definitely recommend it and if nothing else grab it while it's at an early access price because it'll probably go up whenever which is how much it. it's currently twenty dollars plus a ten percent like just came out on steam discount so what seventeen seventeen dollars or something like that but i can see this game easily being you know, forty or fifty dollars on launch. You said that they're eventually going to give you like bots to run with in case you can't find people online to play with. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's part of. So if you go to their website, they have a, a roadmap already up of what they plan on implementing into the game, and uh, yeah, bots, a bot replacement for the um, online players is like one of their top priorities i think desyncing is probably their top priority right now but uh, bot the bots are very close behind oh it sounds like my kind of game it's a lot of fun i've been enjoying it i would uh i would encourage you to watch some some gameplay or some videos or anything like that so you can uh gauge for yourself but i can i can attest that the the game itself feels very good um They've done a, a. It's got a lot of polish already for being in early access. 
cool. All right. So, Kelly, what have you been up to? I have been feverishly trying to finish Trails of Cold Steel 3 for JRPG July. And, like, right after you went to bed, I got to the last part of the final dungeon and finished it last night. And, oh, boy, the whole... I am so glad that Anna warned me about what happens at the end. Because had I not known, I would have, like... I would have been yelling, what the F? Because of how, like, on a cliffhanger that game ends. <laughs> and I'm being vague on purpose because it, it's spoilery as hell, but it's like, that is the worst cliffhanger I have ever seen in a game in my life. <clears throat> it, it is a hundred times worse than the way that uh, Trails of Cold Steel 1 ended. To put, it, to put it that way. And I'm hoping that on our Discord party that Josh is going to be on tonight because I need to ner- do some trails nerding out with a fellow fan. And I can't really talk about much more of it without getting into spoilers, <laughs> unfortunately. But, is that all um, you played then? I played a little bit of Knights of Pen and Paper. Oh, um, that one. I, I picked... It, well, the um, old school RPG pack is on sale for like seventeen bucks, and it comes with both both the Knights of Pen and Paper games and um, Chroma Squad, inspired by Power Rangers. Yeah. And it's like you know I've had my eye on this, and I could, after the roller coaster ride of Trails, I need something that's just kind of laid back. So I I popped on Knights of Pen and Paper, and it's like I'm just gonna roll my characters. Okay, just one more quest, and I'll stop. Just one more quest, and I'll stop. Oh, I can make the fourth character. Okay, now I need 250 gold to make the fifth character. How Mm -hmm. am I going to make this happen? And, yeah, that's a very addictive game. And I I had it before on, like, one of my first tablets, but I kind of hit a wall and didn't want to play it anymore. And this this version of the game is kind of getting give me a chance, you know, when I just want to pop on and do a couple of quests before bed or something, then I will pick it up and play it. But I have, I think next week is going to be more interesting as far as my what, what I'm going to play because um, I'll, I'll get more into it when you ask me what we're playing at the end of the show. Okay. But yeah, I, I finished Trails of Cold Steel 3. I, it was an excellent game. Um, the next three months is going to be torture waiting for 4 to come out. And, like, it was pretty late when I finished the game, because the first thing I wanted to do when I finished the game was watch all the trailers for uh, Trails of Cold Steel 4. <laughs> and I'm I'm looking forward to that one because of uh, the Trails in the Sky characters showing up. Because, boy, they hinted a lot at the Trails in the Sky characters in this game. Some of them showed up, and some of them were like, oh, you just missed her. Like, oh, <laughs> darn. Just walked into that building over there. But, yeah, uh, you can't go in there. They uh, they're painting the door. Yeah, they. I mean, like they literally did a lot of that stuff, particularly with um, Shara, who's one of my favorite characters. But yeah, I'm. I I know I'm kind of being vague with this, and it's it's annoying. I w- I wanted to play more this week, but it's like I'm on the end path to trails. I need to get this finished so that I can 
talk about it one talk about it on rpg cast and to finally be able to watch anything regarding trails of gold steel 4 so that's that that works all right yeah that brings us to jonathan so i haven't played in a while or sorry i haven't been (laughs) on the show in a while but I was been playing a lot of Divinity Original Sin two off and on. Um, it's I guess it, and again it has been maybe a week since I've hit that one hard. I just had a really really long uh, work week, working a lot of hours right now, so not a lot of gaming in. I do find I'm able to get Super Mega Baseball three games in while sitting in Teams meetings all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a few of those in, and then because I can sit there and I can pause it and I can. I meet myself, answer the question, or chime in, go back to playing Super Mega Baseball 3, listen to what's going on. <laughs> so uh, probably throughout a day, I'll get like a game or two through, uh, just kind of leaving it on pause and popping back in and out. And then, uh, but Divinity, Original Sin 2, I've got, I, I've tried it before, and first it was with friends and then it's by myself and got sidetracked and I never left like the intro island so this time I'm giving it a a real push to go through it and I you know, really enjoy the game uh, so I escaped that first area that stage one and I'm probably about midway maybe a little past midway uh, starting to get a fairly powerful and uh, uh, diverse party uh, they're getting like their upper level skills and all that uh, unlocked from the vendors and scrolls I find I find uh, you can easily in this area walk into a place you're not supposed to be and just get slapped around so kind of got to keep a save and know what you like you walk over here and this is like all your level stuff and you just go right here and suddenly you're outclassed and get beat up so I found that to be kind of interesting in this uh, in the second area but I guess that's them trying to focus what you do to make sure you pick everything up before you come back. So, but overall, I really like the Divinity games. Makes me look forward to Baldur's Gate three whenever they are able to release that. It looks like it's like AD and D Dungeons and Dragons skin of uh, Divinity, but maybe it'll still kind of feel like uh, the old Baldur's Gate to a degree. Maybe I'll, hopefully I'll get that right. So other than that, is like the main game I'm playing. Uh, my daughter, Sue Seven, she finally asking about the instruments or something at Rock Band. I was like, okay, let's play. So she got to play Rock Band for the first time, and now she's Ooh. hooked. So she liked to sit there and sing on songs or get on the guitar and alternate back and forth. And so my wife likes to get on and play the drums sometimes, which we used to play all the time like a decade ago and then kind of stopped for years now. So I had to like go dig out the guitars and try to get them to connect and rebattery him and all that fun stuff but now she really loves to so we'll kind of play me as like a little family and play for a little bit and my daughter just begs me to uh to get on can we play rock band now so she's really into it so that's kind of a fun little family thing we can do have you been getting her into the classic rock songs or does she kind of have her own favorites she still has her own favorites she kind of has somewhat of appreciation of some of the classic rock songs but <laughs> She at least knows him from if she rides with us in the car. Well, my wife listens to more alternative. I listen to both, but uh, she likes stuff like The Killers and some of the stuff. She likes to go sing those. Um, my daughter does, at least. So, yeah, other than that, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I, I've been doing my 
Infinity Tabletop Simulator uh, tournament games. It was like one a week. And uh, so I've been doing that kind of off and on in the background. But it takes up some time. Other than that, just working a lot at those games and uh, Super Mega Baseball 3 to, to as my time killer. Works for me. All right. So I... What did I do? A few things. Have I told you about my YouTube hole I fell down, Kelly? You fell down so many, it's hard to keep track of them all. This is the one with the scammers. Oh, no. I don't know I, if I, I mentioned I, that. You on the haven't oh, talked they, about this yet. The oh, last they one re-prank I, the scammers? No. The last one I remember was you trying to find fake uh, magic cards. Magic cards. Yeah, but then I found, like, while doing that, I found a video about this. And uh, that's been the new hole. Um, <laughs> I, I'm watching this guy, Kit Boga, on YouTube slash Twitch, call scammers back. Like the phone calls you get about like, your car warranty is expired. Or uh, we're renewing you for $299. If you'd like to dispute this charge, press 1. Um, your car war Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, the same people. They're all going to like Indian call centers or Pakistan call centers. Um, and so he calls him up and it's called scam baiting and he spends hours harassing these people and wasting their time so they can't (laughs) scam other people. Um, and it's delightful and funny. He's got a wonderful setup where he can make his voice sound like an old person (laughs) and it's just so good. And he acts like the worst computer user and just drives these people crazy and manipulates them into singing songs with him and all this other stuff. It's so great. I I can't get enough of it. Um, and then at the very end, get, like, I, yeah, go ahead. I need to get down this rabbit hole big time because it sounds funny as hell. It is. Uh, so he harasses his people and then um, gets eventually kind of does what they're trying to get him to do but messes up just a little at the end so that they don't actually get any of the stuff they want. And it, they get some of them flip their lids and they start swearing at him and going crazy. And it's so funny. And and you don't feel bad because these are horrible people. Yeah. So on average, he'll waste three to five hours of someone's time, but sometimes he gets really good ones who call back and they do multiple days worth of harassment. So, (laughs) You have to watch the YouTube videos of that one because other he'll edit it down to just the funny parts. Um, so mm-hmm. then you have an hour video that's <laughs> cataloging four days worth of efforts, and it's just wonderful. There is one guy that you were watching that like he put a he put a nanny program. Yeah, a reverse spyware. Yeah, there's yeah. another guy. This was Jim something or other. He doesn't do the baiting so much. He just kind of tries to play along and figure out their bank details and other things to report it to authorities. I mean, the first guy does too, but um, he's doing it primarily. Well, he makes it a show on, on Twitch. This other guy is just straight up owning these people's computers in reverse and being able to watch what they're doing when he's they're not connected to his computer, it's amazing. Yeah, that's the so ones I was thinking of. I he's sitting in their Skype funny. channels. He figures out their real names. <laughs> so good <laughs> see because uh, i got into the guy that had the ted talk about just messing with people via email yeah, oh that's, that's uh, James Vici. Vici. yeah this that, is like a whole other level oh this is yeah mm-hmm. it's so good 
Um, and you realize how big an industry this is when you hear the call centers and how many people there are talking in the background and the rules that they have for their employees. Like, it's it's oh, a yeah. big business. I know it's big business. The amount of those calls I get a day now, it's really started. It was gone for a while, and it's really started to pick back up in the last month. I yep. have reached a point where if I don't recognize the number, I don't answer. Same. And I figure if if it's important, I'll leave a voicemail. Yep. The only reason I've been picking up my phone lately is because I've had a bunch of medical appointments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the call centers locally are getting really overwhelmed. So the, a lot of the messages that I get are from out of state. Or a lot of the calls I get are from an out of state number. Mm. What's an MO? M- Missouri. Okay. Yeah. So like my call that reminds me if I have COVID symptoms, I shouldn't come in for my appointment. No, the, the reason you're getting that is because the health system that owns our local health systems from Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Go ahead. It's very frustrating because I work from home and I just use my cell phone as my business phone. So I do get a lot of strange calls from strange numbers. Like I had a client that was in New York for the longest time that you know, would call me like at least once a day. And then eventually like the call centers somehow figured out that I got a lot of calls from New York. So I was getting, seeing that on my, uh, caller ID and thinking it was my client and it ended up being a robot call. Oops. So it's like, you know what? If if he, if it's that important, I figured that he'll email. So Um, the big thing that I've been getting this year is, Phone calls from numbers that share the same same six starting digits, but have mm-hmm. different ending four digits. Yeah, it's the neighbor number scam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dumb. I, I hate it. This is why I don't have a home phone, because I can't imagine how... We don't answer our be- home phone. Uh, we have the home phone should- because it's a business number. We own multiple businesses. Right. Right. And so we just use that to filter calls we don't want to take. And it transcribes yeah. voicemails into our email. Everyone does that now. So if there's actually something important, there'll be a voicemail and we'll know about it. And that's how you end up with calls about a horse named Henry? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually to the Google voice number that we don't use for anything other than the podcast. But that it's still funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's going to be on one of your graves. Call about a horse named Henry. <laughs> what to see a man about a horse named Henry. Never came back. <laughs> so, uh, other things I've been playing. A uh, little bit of Civ Six, Trying to do the One City Challenge. Because I saw that on some YouTube videos. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, turns out I don't have the skills to pull that off. Just keep dying over and over. I get like 200 turns in, and then some Georgia comes over and destroys me with two <laughs> units because I'm terrible. I appreciate those challenges, but it's like to me, a big draw for Sims is that first starting out and then like seeing what territory I can go grab and grow my empire. So it would take yeah, like a lot my, of that early fun. That's mm-hmm. my favorite thing, too. Oh, but I'm I'm trying to build this massive mega city and that has like production that does everything in one turn. And I just can never get to that point. I just get wiped out because I refuse to build up enemy or army units because I want to put that time into improvements. And I'm just bad. I'm bad. I mean, 
I, I could have Keep told you good, that. good, Chris. <laughs> Say that again, Kelly? I, I could have told you that. But, yeah. you know, it's the pot calling the kettle black because we all suck at <laughs> sin. Destroyed you two. <laughs> yeah, only because I was weakening cities and then you was taking them out from under oh, me. Oh, that's why. You, okay. You right. jerk. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Chris is a press sneak fuck. <laughs> that's right. Chris is a dirty Civ player. But yeah. And, well, I would have flipped it right on him and declared war on him and killed his little units trying to oh, try he, to. He, too he late. slaughtered all of us. She took. They took way too long. I was sitting he, there ready was, for it like, oh, okay, this is just going to be a cakewalk, huh? All right. I'm still on horseback and with archers, and he's rolling had an up Air Force. nuclear subs. <laughs> Yeah. That that was the hey. game that he decided to go all military. Yep. In the old civs, that's what would happen. You get that spearman killing the tank, but I guess <laughs> the new civs you can't. It, you'll just get wiped out. I think my favorite thing about civ is barbarians and Apache helicopters. <laughs> I, I I just picture like Khal Drogo from uh, Game of Thrones rolling up in an Apache. And they call them barbarians, but that's not. <sighs> It just means random people who are. No, fighting. I like my version. Okay. Go in, a helico- in an Apache helicopter. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did I play? Um, you broke. You played breaking Kubernetes. <laughs> I, yeah, I broke my Kubernetes. Yep. Uh, I played some CTFs. I talked about that last week. What did I do? Um, You're playing Fate Tactics on I the am, stream. I'm playing that right now. That is interesting. So that is a... I don't know what to call this. A Final Fantasy Tactics-like? You could just say sure. a TRPG. It is a TRPG, but you can tell the influence they're going for. Um, it's a beautifully animated, pixel arty. Uh, this game runs at half resolution of your HD monitor and scales up, so it's very pixelated. It's got good sound of music from Sam something or other and Hyperduck Soundworks. I don't know how those go together or if one is the other. Um, and it seems pretty good. Uh, it's early on and it's very slow doling out the tutorials mission to mission, which I don't like. But uh, it's not like the way Tactics did it in the day was good, where they had like a giant tutorial thing for you to do that was not part of the story. And I don't know that that's any better. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know if this is grabbing me or not, but it looks wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, that game looks beautiful. And my little bird dabs when it gets buffed. (laughs) And I love that. And I love the doggo that you've got. The dog who like defends for you is great. Yeah. I love his sprite because he's so smiley and happy with a big old doggy tongue. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to decide if I like this game, and then it's making me think, why did I like tactics? Am I out of this? Am I into this? Do I need to? And I think I'm coming back to is I had a lot of patience, and I I spent a lot of time on tactics before it came like one of my favoritest ever. So I probably need to give this a fair shake before I really judge it. So I don't know. Um, it's just making me think a lot about like what makes a game a classic, what makes a game um, good, and all these weird thoughts that you have when you're like comparing nostalgia to modern things. And yeah, so that's so, that's where I'm at. I'm still early on, and I there are a lot of systems in this, and I don't know if I'm 
going to be into them or not or whatnot, but uh, it is a pretty game. Is it Disgaea level of systems? Hmm. I mean, Disgaea has a lot of systems. That's usually the uh, how I measure how complicated a tactics game is. I mean, yes, but also it's easy. Okay. Because you can revive your units by just walking over and saying, hey, revive. Oh, cool. So it's like, I want to say it has lots of systems, but I don't seem... It, it doesn't punish me for being sloppy, which is good and bad, right? Because mm-hmm. Tactics was all about punishing. And yeah. Disgaea can be punishing. And this is not punishing, but I don't know if that means it's no longer tactical. So I'm trying to figure that out still. And I went, I played on normal. There is an option for hard mode. And maybe I need to go research what that means because that might make mm. the game play more like what I was looking for. But if it makes it super hard, I'm going to lose patience with it. So I have to figure all that out. I'm, I'm still too early to understand where I'm at on all that. Um, I'd be here, curious to see uh, other people's thoughts in the comments. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to wait for a console port. So, um, f- funny thing about Tactics games, back in the day, my mom almost didn't let me rent Final Fantasy Tactics because she was convinced that it was a strategy guide, not a game. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. cute. And that was in a pre-smartphone world where I couldn't just look it up and show her, like, no, it's called Tactics because the guy who made Tactics Ogre made this. That's funny. I'm curious if anybody else's ch- uh, childhood dealt with something like that. Me too. I remember my grandma was wondering if Final Fantasy was like some kind of like sexy new girls game because it's a Final <laughs> Fantasy. And raising that concern, I had to prove to her it wasn't. Maybe that can be our question of the week. What misconceptions did your parents have about your gaming habits? I don't know, it's, pretty, it's a pretty broad question, but it's funny to me. Another good one would be, which bad game did your mom get you, not knowing what the difference of the games were? <laughs> I got Battleship one year. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what made them think you like Battleship? Did you like play the board game? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. See, I never had this problem because I always just gave my parents a list and where they could find it. I didn't really get games for holidays with the exception of, like, my nan. My parents wouldn't buy them for me. Actually, I do have a story. I do have a story like that. They bought me, um, like, the greatest hits copy of the original Legend of Zelda, but then took it back because I already had the gold box the gold cartridge and later on I found out that that version of the game is actually worth more because they printed less <laughs> so I could have had a box Legend of Zelda and retired on that the non-gold is worth more did you say yeah because wow. they it was towards the end of the NAS lifespan when they were like printing greatest yep. hits versions interesting oh you mean if you kept it sealed yeah oh yeah because, you know, back then my parents, like, didn't understand, like, well, you don't need multiple copies of the same game. Clearly, this is going to be a fad that goes away. And apparently not. 
It's going to be a fad. Video games are over. Don't you know? Yeah, 20 years later. And now people can play video games for a living. Imagine that. One day, I'll be one of those people. My parents talked me out of uh, the major that I was going to pick because they said that there was no money in making video games. So (laughs) here we are. Well, they're kind of right. Yeah, I wanted to say they're not wrong. It's so but hard you did... to it's so hard to get there. Oh, whatever. I All just right. got to find found an indie studio and make the next Stardew Valley. Oh, my dog just got an ultra attack. Okay. That is the happiest dog. <laughs> he just sonicked up in a spin ball and hit the enemy. That's great. Okay, so Peter you're here. Did we talk about what you're playing? Yeah, yeah, I was first. You were first. And we did Anna, right? No. Oh, I'm sorry, Anna. <laughs> what did you play? Um, I finished Paper Mario The Origami You King. did! You folded all the things. I No, I unfolded all the things. Oh, okay. It, it was Ollie that folded all the things. Ah, I right. had to unfold That them. game has a sad ending. I don't like it. Games, Paper Mario games shouldn't make me cry. I agree. It um, made you cry? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You're going to send this to me. I don't know if I should play this because <laughs> it feels bad. Worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so speaking of sending things to Kelly, Kelly sent me a couple games. And so I decided to knock one of them out for Don't the end of JRPG July. Don't you need to talk more about July. Paper Mario or not? I talked about it a, last, a lot last Did week. You? Okay. Also, I you like reviewed it as much. It. Is it still your favorite Paper Mario now? Hmm. 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 So am I banned from sending you stuff now? <laughs> TikTok Travelers is terrible. It's not terrible it's just not good it's so weird <laughs> yeah it's like, like it's missing half the production yeah so it's it's weird it's like everything that it does is adequate the story is fine the localization is 90% good and the 10% that drives me crazy which is compound words is not going to drive most people crazy. But mm-hmm. whoever localized this doesn't know the difference between a long, a long, any way, and any ways. Oh, a long, a long, a long. Oh. Yeah. So they, they're bad with spaces. Yeah. It's very frustrating. So... I'll ask you, did the story give you any feels? Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I'm going to die if I hear that frickin' ting-ting noise again is what I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so combat is fine. Repetitive. It's repetitive. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not even playing it. I'm tired of it. You get to maximum level way before you finish the game, which is dumb. They should have just raise the maximum level or well, then you'd be scale different. <laughs> um, well, the game's really easy. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having more levels above 50, this? wouldn't it made it more or less easy? You didn't finish this I did. Yeah, I thought you got to the... You said, I'm going to sleep. This cutscene's too long. Yeah. It's the last cutscene before the credits roll. Oh, okay. So I have nothing to do but watch Altana go back to the future. <gasps> Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a spoiler. It's so, literally talked about in the first 30 seconds of the game. So, pro tip, if you guys are out there making your own indie RPG, your sh- your first indie RPG shouldn't be about time travel. Because mm. time travel is very hard to get right. Is this an indie and RPG? It, it's made... It was made by a bunch of junior employees. So, what mm-hmm. NIS Japan does is every year they have an internal game jam. And they let the junior staff members pitch them on game ideas, and they pick one, and they make it. Mm-hmm. So a couple years ago, they did um, Liar Princess, or Liar... Yeah, Liar, Liar Princess and, and the Blind, Blind. Prince. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, they did Destiny Connect TikTok Travelers. And I don't remember what this year's is. I think it may still be in Japan. I think it's a visual novel. Hmm. So I, I think this would have been a good game if it would have been like a $20 Steam game, not yeah. a $40 Switch game. Yeah. And for what it's worth, even though the story was kind of crazy because time travel, I enjoyed the story an awful lot because that whole sequence with um, Truth's memories just that was like really got good. me. It got me pretty hard, even though I guessed like right from the beginning that the robot was going to be in his or that his her dad was going to be in the robot somehow. Yeah, spoilers for Destiny, but nobody's going to play this. (laughs) Plot twist: He's dead. Yeah, yeah. So you're not playing Destiny Connect for the story. Yeah. What are you playing it for? Good question. Because you were it's punished? Just, yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, is it's like, it's got all of these little glimpses of... Somebody might be playing of, for the story, and they're going to be really of rad mad at you right ideas now. and neat ideas, but like, okay. none of them have the opportunity to bloom. Yeah. And I think it, that's where I struggle. Sorry, there's, there's so... It, and it makes me sad because there was so much potential for a good story in this game, but it just, it needed more time in the oven. And that makes me sad, but I'm not disappointed that I played it. I'm glad Same. you got to experience it and that I bit the the financial bullet for that. And Am I going to recommend it to other people? people? That, no. Yeah. Maybe the people that make this will go on to make something uh, better. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is it's like, I think a game that has potential that's never fully realized bothers me less than games that have potential and, like, screwed up. Like, um, oh, what was that terrible game I played earlier this year? The, the, the game that it was like the love letter to tactics, but it just wasn't good. Um, uh, the Dirt it, Crystal Age yeah. of Resistance Tactics. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt that way about like Star Ocean 4 that it could have been a great game, but they just weighed it down with so much moe and anime BS that it's like, yeah, I can see, I can see this as an example of why people don't like JRPGs. 
Yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. So, well, I'm glad you somewhat enjoyed it for what it was worth. Thanks, Kelly. No, and I'm glad you sent it to me. Because yep. I think I would have felt bad paying $40 for this. <laughs> yeah, I took the bullet for that. But, I mean, I like to give little games like that a chance. And sometimes they you find hidden gems and sometimes you find duds. Yep. Somebody has to try them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went back and read Squiggy's um, review for it this morning. And yeah, his review 100% nails him. Everything is adequate. Nothing's great. Nothing's bad. It's just. And haven't we said before that the hardest average. types of games to review are mess? Oh, uh, yes. I flew through my Paper Mario review because it's like, all right, this is solid four to five. I know exactly what I want to say. Here's all the good things. Here's the thing that could have been improved. Here's the things I like. Here's where the game fell down. Boom, done. That review went from, like, first sentence to posted in 24 hours. Uh So, yeah. All right. So now feedback. Who's feeding us back? Um, We asked um, other dead series needing a spiritual successor that is not Wild Arms or Suikoden. And <laughs> um, everyone Feather- still said wild arms are sweeted in. No, no. okay. um, Featherhoof tweeted us to saying, after listening to the latest RPG cast, I just have one thing to say to Chris. Uh-oh. How dare you besmirch the great taste of RC Cola? <laughs> it's true. better than both Pepsi and Coke. You tasteless philistine. Wow. I am a Pepsi person, tried and true. Wow, I got called out. Tasteless Philistine. <laughs> All right. Um, back back to the question of the week. Um, thank you, Feather. Uh, Shaman jumps in and says, I don't know if one game counts as a series per se, but I'd like to see a spiritual successor, successor to Chrono Trigger, better than the completely unrelated sequel on the PlayStation. Shaman, you say this just to get my goat. That's true, but he's also right. <sighs> I know. Chrono, Tr- Chrono Cross is a good game as long as you don't treat it like a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I don't because I don't like Chrono Trigger that much. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's I like, like Chrono you Cross play the as game. much as I do. You played Chrono Cross, but you're still hungry for a sequel. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see what I did there? That's a I see what you did there. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Gamer Esquire writes in and says, While perhaps not a series, I would argue that Skies of Arcadia is long overdue for a new installment. The first release stands as one of the all-time greats in the genre. I started playing that at one point. It's very yeah. polygonal polygonally pixelated uh, I, I like if I should pick, finish though. that I feel like it's it's an underrated series or I didn't yeah. feel like Soul it was Saga underrated was supposed people to be love a spiritual it. sequel right. to Skies, Skies of Arcadia but it's I don't even know where it's going anymore alright um, Strawberry Eggs 
On the topic of an excellent Chrono Trigger music track, I'm very partial to World Revolution, the theme that plays during the final boss's second form, as well as the battle against the special boss only in the DS version. For the question of the week, I would love a spiritual successor to Baden Katos. Yay! I agree. Awesome. I'm not quite sure how it would work with how unique the short series is, but I just want some way for those games to come back. Oh, and Featherhoof jumped back in and said, ah. I've been longing for more lunar games for a long time, or games like them. After the DS Dragon Song kicked fans in the groin, <laughs> it would be nice to have a spiritual successor to the PS1 complete remakes of the first two games with similar mechanics and upgraded graphics. Yeah, you talk about games of wasted potential. Oh, DS was so bad. So yeah, that bad. Was, and the weird I'm, thing is, is there are, th I think I've talked about this before, but there's actually three different companies that have pitched Lunar titles to um, the people that own it. They do Puzzle and Dragon. Team. Someone help me here. Oh, I can't think of their name either. They own that now? Yeah. Yeah, they own Game Arts. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, gung-ho now i've got the puzzle and dragon music in my head thanks <laughs> yeah so gung-ho bought all of the game arts licenses so they have grandia and lunar and stuff so and stuff yes. yeah um featherhoof also says i'd also not say no to a remake collection of lunar one and two complete just like the grandia collection Yeah, that needs to happen, but wouldn't Vic, I think Vic Irwin be kind of a jackass about it like he always is? They'd probably have to retranslate it, yeah. But, okay. I mean... That's, that's okay. That's, <laughs> At this I point, mean, that's probably good. It, it needs it. I mean, there's um, semen swimming lessons, um, Milk does a body good, and Bill Clinton yeah. saxophone references in the first thing. 30 minutes of Lunar Silver Star Story complete. So that game didn't age well. No. As long as they somehow get the, lyri the lyrics to the boat song that we know, I'm okay with it. But mm. something tells me that won't happen either. Cause... I don't, I doubt that. Um, maybe? I I can't remember if the Lunar PSP, no, they decided to retranslate it. make a new song. Yeah. yeah. No, they didn't have to. Exceed, remember, it's Exceed. Exceed's big thing is is as close to the source material as possible. Well, the source material is different than the U.S. Yeah. material, right? So they retranslated it. Okay, but I, thought, it, I bet they had to anyway. Um, no, they, I will I don't remember now. Um, um, I, I don't know. I know that they got back the girl who sang it. Yeah, but the lyrics were completely different. Yes. And it just, if, if you're up with that song and the lyrics being different, it's just not the same. That's fair. I'm impressed with all the picks. I'm they, These are titles that I hadn't thought about in a long time, and I agree. I think that each one of these should have some sort of revival of some sort. 
It's always tough because, I, I mean, I said it earlier in the show, remakes are a really hard needle to thread. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, we've seen companies or individuals out of Japan who have been like, yeah, we would love to do a Zeno Gears remake or a Zeno Saga remake, but like we did the outlay of it financially and it wasn't viable, so we're not going to do it. We want to stay in business. <laughs> expectations can be through the roof for some stuff like that. See Final Fantasy Seven. Hey, but right. it seems to have been successful there. Well, well yeah. Because Which, they revisioned the game completely. Because uh, they had the money to do so. I I would say revisioning the game was the dangerous move. Yeah. And they pulled mm-hmm. it off, which, like, props to Square Enix. I didn't think they could do it. Okay. I thought they were going to screw that up so bad. <laughs> I really did. I was, I was so excited to lambaste that thing. And then we started hearing, like, good things and it was, I'm shocked shocked I tell you I'll, I'll be curious of your opinion of it when you eventually play it Chris <laughs> yeah I'll get right on that it, it I pre-ordered August, that thing so. I was I was Kelly I was gonna play it on release day and like I want to experience this with everyone else let's figure it out maybe I'll like still it hasn't Fantasy played 7. it still haven't turned it on Chris it's August therefore oh. it is action RPG August therefore oh, RPG yeah. August you have a perfect excuse. But I want—I don't want my Final Fantasy VII to be an action RPG. I want it to be a Final Fantasy game, a.k.a. a turn-based well, RPG. Well, you can play it in turn-based mode. It's baby not mode, but really. you can play it like that. It's not really turn-based mode. Frankly, I loved it as an action RPG. I thought it was fun as hell. So, that actually well. leads to... Oh, wait, we keep cutting off Peter. Peter, Sorry. what did you just say? Oh, no. I was just saying that I enjoyed it as well. I oh, okay. I didn't miss not having it turn-based, but I'm old and fall asleep during turn-based games anymore, so it needs to be action-oriented or Me I will too. fall asleep. I'm glad that you did that. I just don't like it. That's the partial story. <laughs> I'll wait for the rest of my life. The trilogy... I want the extended edition Blu-ray with the 3D. Oh, wait, no, that's... Hey, remember when games had 3D? What? <laughs> you remember when games... Yeah, Anna's already forgotten. Games had 3D. They would go to the TV and talk to 3D, and you'd put the glasses on, and your game would have 3D, remember? No. No one ever... This was a thing, yeah. I'm telling you. The PS3 had it. The... Chris, I, I think you just... And the Master it. System. This was a thing. I'm not making it up. 3D games no. for PS3. Stereoscopic 3D. Uh-huh. I know, I'm, I'm just, ready, I'm just trolling ready. you. Just it's to make thing. you think you're... Arkham City this. had it. A couple of our Assassin's Creed's had it. Doc Hat, Dot Hack Versus had it. <laughs> Cars 2 <laughs> Child of Eden that was a big one for 3D um, Deadly Premonition, oh, Premonition Director's Cut uh, Epic Mickey The Power of 2 Gran Turismo 5 and 6 No you didn't play those Anna How no. about um, did you play Pro Evolution Soccer 2015 
No. Wasn't Sony selling like an entry level 3D TV yes. to accommodate yes. this? That's the monitor that Glenn likes to use. Remember, Anna? He carries around all the places. It's that 3D PlayStation monitor. And mm. I think um, Sonic 4 had 3D support. Uh, Sly think. Cooper, Thieves in Time, the Sly Collection, Sonic Generations had it. Oh, that's uh, right. It was Sonic Generations. Uh, uh, Super Sardis HD, Zen Pinball 2, and the Pinball Arcade, Ratchet and Clank, All for One Full Frontal Assault, and the Ratchet and Clank Collection. Hey, remember when Ratchet and Clank games used to have innuendos for titles? Yeah. Yeah, they, I guess fun. they've gotten, they got rid of that, huh? Well, yeah, because it was making the localization impossible. Uh, one of the Ratchet and Clank games last generation was supposed to be called Clock Blockers, and <laughs> that didn't make it past uh, censors. That should have. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh... I think it was Crack in Time that was supposed to be called Clock Blockers. Oh, there, there's your trivia for the day. What about Anna? You could play James Cameron's Avatar: The Game in 3D. I haven't okay. seen the movie. Okay, how about Hatsune Miku Project Diva F? Okay, there you go. In 3D. Anna, have you watched Pocahontas? Um, the have you Disney seen movie? Fern Gully? Yeah, yes. have you seen All right. Fern Gully? Then you've then seen you've seen, you've seen Avatar. Okay. <laughs> Same same story. Fern Gully or Avatar? Avatar. Yes. <laughs> oh, which one do you hate? Yeah. Do you want to watch James Cameron's Avatar? No. Wow, that's okay. an old reference. Sorry. The internet is all in my head and it's just... That's an old reference? Hang on. Do yeah, you do... Wanna date my avatar? Oh my god, it's 11 years old? Okay, mm-hmm. this is a great article on Wikipedia. Um, list of stereoscopic 3D games, because you can see that they do them up through the 80s, through 89, then stop until like eight games come out in the 90s, including the Virtual Boy is a single entry here because that's how insignificant that system was. And then then nothing till 2009. What about 3DS? Is that also just... Oh, yeah, the 3DS should be in here. I don't think they added the... So that's a single entry, too. Because I love the 3D on the 3DS, but... Because I play games like in bed on my side, I can't take advantage of it. But the new 3DS helps with that. Yeah, it, it does. But when you lay on your side, it's still very hard to line up. It you have gives to be you a headache. Don't do it. Oh. Um, I, was, I was playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon in 3D this week, and that was that was very neat. Magic Carpet for MS-DOS had an anaglyph <laughs> mode in 1994. Yeah. Was that a magic carpet flight sim? Like I would know. Oh, well, I didn't know if you would. No. Motorstorm 3D Rift, unsurprising, had 3D. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. That was the, the game they really tried to sell the 3D on. 
I think. Is 3D World Runner on this list too? That's yes, an early 1987. Yep, LCD shutter glasses. For the NES and Famicom disc system. Wow. That, so we got that here? Yeah. How did you do the glasses? It, it was used stereoscopic. To, I think that's the red and blue. It said LCD shutter glasses. That implies, like, shuttering. Not That not... might have been on the Famicom. Oh, the, you're right. Yeah. In the USA, it was anaglyph only. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just like the Master System 3D glasses. Okay. Same premise. So let's see. What else did we have here? Sonic Generations, Killzone 3. A lot of PlayStation push on this. Um, what do you have for 360 here? Thor, yeah. God of Thunder. You played that, Anna? Come on. It's It's got his image. They license his image. It's mm-hmm. an action hack and slash. How did this thing review? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That sigh of dismay tells me everything I need to know. IGN scored it the highest on DS, eight out of ten. Is the is the arcade game Time Traveler counting on this list too? Because mm, that's holographic. I don't know. I don't see it, Kelly. Because I remember seeing that game at a. Um, mini golf course and me and my dad just being blown away by yeah i saw it at a a polynesian resort at disney and that was yeah it was still amazing um also amazing how many times i put coins in and not know what to do and just die in that game yeah we we didn't know at the time that that it was like dragon um dragon's lay yeah yeah so basically a turd yeah but it looked cool (laughs) (laughs) You, you need a guide on how to play it and then all you really want to do is watch it, and you can't do that. <laughs> uh, Minesweeper 3D, the new generation. <laughs> what even? <laughs> there was a 3D Minesweeper. I forgot about that. Doom 3 BFG edition? No, no, no. All right, what was the last one here? Shadow of the Tomb Raider on Windows. It had 3D in 2018. I, I guess Eidos didn't want to give it up. Go ahead. I think VR. VR is what killed off 3D again. Yeah, it makes sense since, um, you know, VR is like right in your face. I thought the fact that nobody bought it or cared about it and wanted it in their TVs is what killed off 3D. Well, well it had to be popular enough. But otherwise, that whole little gimmicky focus shifted from that to VR. Can you believe it's been VR like nine years since, well, I guess... 10 years since 3D really hit the, the console market uh, mm-hmm. in that big push. And that's just done. That's done, done. Lasted two years and is gone. Wow. I suspect it was expensive and mm-hmm. there wasn't really much pickup. It would have your frame rates was the big issue. Yeah. In my opinion. But Wow. All right. What were we talking about? Feedback? Question of the week. Yeah. And What's I your question. favorite 3D video game? No, God, no. Veto. Vaughn has a suggestion. Yes, but my suggestion's better. Oh, okay. Wow. Describe your perfect theme month play along. Oh, so design your own action RPG August. So do we need alliteration or no? Mm. It, it helps. 
it helps, but... I, so, I was workshopping uh, Dungeon Crawler December. So we can have crappy Final Fantasy thirteen sequel September? <laughs> what? Because there's no alliteration requirement, so that could be the theme. It's like, which of the Final Fantasy thirteen sequels is the worst? Play through that. I liked all the Final Fantasy sequels, but... You liked, you liked um, what's it called, um... I don't even remember Rev- her name anymore. Lightning's Revenant. Return. Revenant. Lightning Return. 13, 13 yeah. Kelly, not 12. Uh, li- oh, Lightning Returns was awesome. Okay. I mean, I treat all three. I think you're the only one who thinks is- that. No, Wheels does oh, no. too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> you're in good company, Kelly. It, it's two that he doesn't like, but I loved two as well. He just I treated all three games like they were their own separate games and pretended like the story just didn't carry over yeah it's so hard for me to do that but that's what you have to do with that series isn't it yeah more or less but i still had a lot of fun with that series i truth be told the only final fantasy game that i've ever not liked well there's two there's final fantasy 11 and that's because i really didn't get what I was doing. Oh no, Kelly, and, don't make me start playing 11 with you. I got out of that game for yeah. good. And then Final Fantasy Explorers, which was just boring. Yeah. It's like, like a bad I even, Well, it was a bad Monster Hunter clone. Yeah, I I even love certain things about um which one? M- Mystic Quest, all things considered. Mystic Quest had an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. And Mystic Quest was kind of fun in, in its mm-hmm. own way. but yeah. What about uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, the Final Fantasy game that's not a Final Fantasy game at all? That, that's Mana. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, there, there are very few Final Fantasy games that I don't like. Chocobo Tales. That was the minigame collection? Sure. I barely played that all one. All of those Chocobo games. I like all the... T- I played Mystery Dungeon, uh, Racing. I think the Chocobo games are cute. Anna, can you name a bad Final Fantasy game? Can I? Can anyone? Objectively bad? Maybe not. Yeah. Two? Um, Two. Type Zero is another one oh. that I didn't like. There you go. I thought it was kind of bad. Tactics Advance. I, I love that one. 13. I still think it's a fine game. <clears throat> what, Peter? I didn't think 13 was that great. Yeah. I enjoyed the story, but I didn't like playing through 13. And that's perfectly valid. I, I didn't like the story of 13. I just liked the combat. And I didn't like how linear the exploration was. <laughs> but it opens up when you get to Grand Pulse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I used to be in that camp too, but as far as the linearness ten, opening up, ten does the same thing, and people love ten. Yeah, I'm ten's a, a big good fan game. of ten either. I'm in camp ten. <laughs> ten's a good game, and it's turn-based, and it feels like a Final Fantasy. That's why. I'm just. I'm saying. gonna. I'm gonna stand for ten. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just Twelve saying. Over t- Twelve over ten. 10 had the exact same things that 13 dealt with, and people love 10 and hate 13. And it's, it's very clear that the first Final Fantasy game on a new platform is clearly the tech demo. 
it's well, yeah. Think think about it. I would say thing with ten though is his characters are more likable than thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I can get behind that. I a lot of uh, well, a lot of thirteen's characters were just either emo or annoying. And that's I found me almost all of them to be annoying. Yeah, and that's me speaking as someone who actually likes snow. This is my story. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. The last chance I get. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we... that's our that's our feedback complete, Anna. Yeah. And uh, the question of the week was, what's the worst Final Fantasy? No. <laughs> I totally forgot what it was. Describe your perfect theme month play along. Okay. <laughs> we may steal your idea and use it on RP Gamer. We've also got Strategy RPG September. SRPG. And, but you yeah. have to define the difference between an SRPG and a TRPG. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kelly. I'll send all the feedback to Kelly. Redrock at <laughs> rpgamer.com. Redrock963 at rpgamer.com. <laughs> Don't be mad if I mute you. <laughs> Speaking of... No, I, no, that transition doesn't work. Um, let's not mute Kelly and have her take us through the news. So, I'm going to go get a towel. Official. Ah talked over me. So Earthlock 2 was officially announced. It is a direct sequel to the original Earthlock which was on PC, Mac and Xbox One. Uh, right now, and right now currently the current Earthlock is on sale for five bucks so you can get that. Um, we've got a teaser trailer up on the site right now. And hey. didn't you five hour rule the original Earthlock? Oh yeah. Hey Couldn't Kelly, get into it. Mm-hmm. why did you skip the editorials? Um, because I had the, <laughs> I had the news open and I just went right to the tab. <laughs> just check it. It's one. I, I'm so. very biased because there's only three pieces of editorial content this week and two of them are mine. So. Okay. So you're just ego boosting. Yep. So we've got the Paper Mario Origami King review. Spoiler, Anna liked it. Yes. Um. Uh, the Void Terrarium Deep Look, which I imagine is by Alex. Yes, he did not fail a strong need to finish the game. Okay, very difficult. Um, no. <laughs> and then an, an interesting article, because I was looking into this this week, the Atelier series editorial, where, where to start. And I didn't realize that this series had been going on for 25 years. I, I, Chris, I, Chris ran away. Okay. To get a towel. I got to pick started. up his spilled coffee. And in the process, he knocked over his coffee and spilled it again. No, that one, it was a different one I knocked over, and that one was sealed. Chris, I thought we established that you weren't allowed to have oh, coffee on the podcast. Chris, oh, Kelly is reminding you that you're not supposed to drink coffee during the podcast. Why? Because you spill it on things. This is a problem you're going to have to deal with. I can't. Coffee is the answer. 
I don't know if you heard him. Coffee is the answer. Yes. Maybe you should leave a towel here. We'll just hang up a towel next to your desk every Saturday. Yes, right. pay, pay attention we're, we're to talking. hitchhikers. What are we talking your about? Hitchhiker's guide to always keep a towel handy. This yeah. is true. This is true. Um, so, we're talking about uh, the Atelier series. Oh, yes. can we, I go back to cleaning? We fired up that huge thing this week. Yeah, this is a very interesting article. Uh, Thank you. Especially since it goes up like into the PlayStation trilogy and then the Monica Mia spinoffs. I forgot that Atelier Annie was uh, saying, which is the first Atelier game that I had ever played, not knowing what the series was about. So I called it Fetch Quest the Game. And Vaughn thought that I actually bought a game called Fetch Quest the Game. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Um, Annie's kind of unique in terms of Atelier games because... In Atelier games, you always have to balance combat and alchemy. And Annie, you don't actually have to. If you want to go fight everything, you can actually still get a good ending. And if you want to do nothing but alchemy, that's a that's a totally valid route too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, go go check out this article if you've ever been curious about the Atelier series. It's awesome. Thank you. And thank you to and Sam that, and Alex and Josh and Michael for helping me pull this together. I can't believe we pulled this together in only a month. Yeah. So. And my husband in the chat room, with some of the indie titles I've seen, I wouldn't be surprised if that did exist. Referring <laughs> to Fetch, Fetch Quest, the game. Well, there, there's your million-dollar game idea, Vaughn. Make Fetch Quest the game. This week on Kickstarter Check, Fetch Quest, the game. Copy it can be yours for $15. If you spend $9,000, we will fly you nowhere because it's COVID, and you can be part of the development team, and by which you will make the whole game, and we will profit from it. Fetch Quest sure. is a board game. Oh. oh. Fetch Quest is a family-family cooperative deck-building game. Each player represents a pioneer, one of six adventurous dogs on a dangerous quest. Fetch Quest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Kickstarter. I see what they did there. Anyway, speaking of Kickstarters, how's that for a transition? The Yudin Chronicle Kickstarter is now live. That's and the Suikoden but- successor. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. um... Developed by Rabbit and Bear Studios and the whole list of Suikoden alumni, along with people from Castlevania, the Tales series, and the Wild Arms series. Um, the game is set in the world of Alron, which is, has its history shaped by magical items called rune lenses. And Rabbit and Bear Studios has a handful of um, different videos, including town exploration, gameplay, a little bit of gameplay, some of the music tracks that they've got for the game, and a really cute Kickstarter video that made me laugh my ass off, particularly when they had the cardboard box and called it Fort. I definitely back this. Um. I've been I've been curious about backing this one, but I kind of want to wait for an actual announcement or release date. Um, oh, it'll be for two to three years. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but I'm so um, excited. 
At the time of writing, they have $75,000 to add the Fortress system and $1 million to add console versions. Um, I also got added at on Twitter because there's a whole thing in this little Kickstarter just about cats. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, saw no. That. <laughs> Hang on, I'm pulling. What is lots it? Lots of cats everywhere. Yeah. Cats everywhere, all right. Hang on, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, past the characters. Wow, that's this is a lot of cool stuff. Cats of characters. Yeah, yeah. So like towards the bottom, like right above the music thing, Yudin Chronicle isn't just a classic style RPG. It's also full of adorable cats. Cats <laughs> as far as the eye can see. What? Cats meowing. Cats napping. Cats exploring the world. Cats. 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 Why? Yeah. Why is that part of their Kickstarter? I don't know, but because the people like Kelly, yeah. <laughs> like we need to go after a people group that's underrepresented. How about cats? Those don't have a big representation on the internet. What? Well, <laughs> if you can recruit cats for your base in this game, then I am. Can you so recruit crat- cats for your base? I don't know. Oh, I thought you were saying you could do that. <laughs> you know, you probably could in one of the games, but I Are can't there 109 that. cats to recruit? No, but they actually talk about that in the Kickstarter FAQ. Okay. One of the Kickstarter FAQs is, why does this not have 108 characters? And the answer is, what a strangely specific number. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't so ask for 108 four, characters. I asked for 108 cats. No. So, so Coden 4 did have cats as playable characters. And I think if you had all of them in their party, they had their own special attack. Cute. Anyway. I'm not backing this. No, I'm not. I'm not backing it either. I'm just going to wait. It'll be four years till it comes out. So... You know how they Sukoden always has the anthropomorphism of the characters mm-hmm. and like the yeah. dog guys and the duck guy. So this one, they have a shark people. Ooh. Oh. And they live in the desert. Are people gonna want to bang them? I don't know, but they're they're shark people. I got the uh, did you forget Breath of the Wild character. this quickly, Kelly? No, I that's what I said. Are people gonna want to bang the sharks? Just oh, like Sidon. Okay. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was referring to. Okay. So in I other that news. Was silly. In other news, um, Sega announced that Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star Online is coming to Steam on August 5th. Um, the Steam launch is going to coincide with the release of the game's Episode 4, which I believe Peter talked about earlier. Peter's that, got his um, pre-order ready. That continues its story. And man, uh, having a Steam version would have made my life easier a couple about a month ago. But Yeah, um, I think there's a, quite a big portion of people who have just... They tried the Windows Store and, you know, couldn't get much luck with it. Uh, I did realize that I started having issues myself with the installation. Mm-hmm. And I had to go into, like, my window, Windows settings as the local administrator and basically remap the folders. Um, so uh, without getting too technical, Windows basically defaults them to a Windows-owned folder for all of your, like, Sys32 and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um they, I remapped them to, to make them make my local account the owner, and that has resolved everything. Um, so I think it's it's a permissions based thing where it gets set to when you install it from the Windows Store. Um, Windows doesn't like it, and they just never adjusted it appropriately. So 
that's why you get like the botched installs uh, or you know you go to open it after it's been fine for a while and it just doesn't open anymore uh, which was what was happening to me but I think a lot of people are waiting for the steam release because you know steam is tried and true and it should alleviate a lot of the installation and broken installer files so the real question is if you started the game on windows 10 can you transfer your account to the steam version yeah okay it's, um, good. the account's stored on sega's servers so okay yeah good. but are you sure have they explicitly said so the only reason i ask is in 14 um it's not quite that simple it is yeah. the same account in 14 no yes it is if it's the I, same account. I'm not getting into troubleshooting with 14 on Heron Steam because they changed okay. it recently. No, no. I mean, it is the same account in 14. What's different is whether or not you need to own a copy of the game on a different platform for 14. Hmm. So that's PC versus PS4, etc. And Steam. The Steam version is now distinct from the other PC versions. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> um, for for Sega, I don't see it being an issue because they don't have that distinction between the console and the PC. Okay. But that's because it's all Microsoft, so they could surprise us. Yeah, I also see what you're saying, too. Um, as far as, like, you know, when you use the Windows login, it, it does use your Microsoft account for that. And if you're using Steam to log in, yep. would that create a temporary a new login? You know. Microsoft account. Because let right. me tell you, that Microsoft login account stuff is garbage in PSO2. So yeah. I could see that being a problem. Right. Yeah. So if that's the case, and I, and, and, and a lot of people will be upset. <laughs> so speaking of Final Fantasy, we got a huge um, Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition preview, including an interview. Uh, Oh, an interview with Ryoma Alaki? Is that how you say it? Uh, jeez. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, this is from Alex Fuller, by the way, and um, you'll have to go to the site for this. It's like all kinds of cool, cool information about um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and the interview. Um, can't wait to check out this game with you guys. Yeah, we're gonna be playing a lot of this. <laughs> When does it come out, by the way? Um, I'm not sure if the... I don't think it says. Oh, August wait, 27th. Go. Yeah, August 27th. Oh, that's the day I get my staples out. So, so you're, you're going to break your hand ready. again. <laughs> I may not be playing this with you guys at lunch. <laughs> no! can't do this to us. I know, I'm sorry. We'll see how so, my arm feels. So we've also got some more um, Atelier Ryza 2 details and media provided by Koei Tecmo and Gust. Um, trailer, a whole bunch of screenshots. Um, game is being developed for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC and will launch sometime in winter of 2020. And uh, Ryza 2, I believe, is part of the Arwen saga? Nope. Oh, it's its own game? Secret. New trilogy, the secret trilogy. Okay, trilogy. Gotcha. So this is a new trilogy, but the sequel stars the same character, which I don't. Wait, it's a new trilogy, but it's a sequel. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there was Atelier Ryza 2. Ever Darkness and the Secret. Isn't that what I we're don't... talking about? No. Oh. We're talking about Atelier Ryza 2. What? Yes. You, so said, there's... you just said the same thing twice. No. Atelier Ryza 2 and now no, Atelier, Atelier Ryza. Okay. Sacred which is, Hideout. Which is part of the Mysterious Trilogy? No, it's the start of a new trilogy. Okay, so it isn't the start of a new trilogy. It's a sequel. It's the second game in the new trilogy. Yes. Got it. Okay. So Atelier Ryza, oh, Sacred Hideout. there was an article about all the Atelier games. And then this week we got the first trailer for Ryza 2, Secret Fairy. So it's the Secret, Secret Trilogy. Boogaloo. Anyway, check out that article and our article about the Atelier series and where to start. Um, we was talking about subversive RPGs earlier, and a subversive one is coming out on August 27th. It's Moon Remix, um, originally developed by Love Dillick, um, follows the story of a young boy sucked into a world strikingly similar to that of the game he started playing. And this game deconstructs many different RPG tropes, I think. Oh boy, an isekai. Uh, Yay. I think you're collecting love, which I watched that trailer and I was like, oh, so that's where they got that in Undertale, I think. It certainly oh. sounds familiar. This is the same people that did Tulip, isn't it? I, I'm i pretty sure. Um, I if you going to say, it reminds me of Tulip. <laughs> I haven't played Tulip. Uh, good luck getting a copy at this point. Yeah. But... Um, Anyway, if you're more curious about Moon, you can check out Michael Baker's review. We've had that linked in the article about Moon Remix. I certainly want to check out this game because it looks interesting. And then another Kickstarter check-in that we've got, um, Puzzle Explorers, A Tangled Deep Story. Um, Impact Gameworks begins a Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign. Um, It's from the creators that made Tangled Deep, which was a 16-bit roguelike dungeon crawler. And this is going to have like Tetris-like elements. Um, letting players like clear, clear lines and stuff to damage enemies and also different different other things like um, crafting and stuff like that. <clears throat> and we have a trailer on the site and they're looking for 20 grand in funding by August 21st. So if you're curious about a puzzle RPG, come check this game out. It's halfway to its goal. So Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you hear my cat. A little bit. <laughs> oh, and to answer the previous question, um, Love Delick made Moon, and then one of the main guys behind Moon went to make Punchline, and Punchline made Tulip and Rule of Rose. Oh. Yeah, have fun finding a copy of Rule of Rose. <laughs> Yeah, that was back when Atlas printed like six copies of their games. I actually have that game. It's my wife's. I told her, "Hey, this Rule of Rose game's coming out. You like? Scary Is that the games fighting game? Yeah. No, it's it like a... a wrestling game. No. no, you're thinking of something else. <laughs> Rule of Rose. It's like a Silent is... Hill game. Yeah, it was very controversial because it implied about underage sex with girls. Oh, oh so it's yeah. an anime game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that game in a books to go for fifty. No, it's bucks. not an anime game. No, no. Oh, it was, I, it, underage sex with girls—that's an anime game. That's how those work. No, it looks like Silent Hill. Yeah, there's no anime about it. Oh, okay. But it's supposed to be yeah. very creepy. Just thematically, an anime about game. The 
the rarity of it, uh, Amazon has it listed for $1,000 used. Yeah. I'm annoyed at myself for passing it up for 50 bucks at a books to go. <laughs> Rule of Rose is the flawed masterpiece that you will never play legally. What? <laughs> <laughs> that okay. about sums it up. Yeah, that's from a article from 2013. Why is this Tangle Deep? I have a question. I'm watching this video for the Tangle Deep thing. Mm -hmm. And they have a Chrono Trigger poster in their background. Mm -hmm. Why? Why not? Okay. Inspiration. Wow. Actually, that's a cool Chrono Trigger poster. I want that. I'm looking up price charting for Rule of Rose. The game, just the disc, is $250. Oh, yeah, it's insane. Sealed version, $1,000. Box only, $60. Manual only, 150 <laughs> Wow. Yeah, there's later a PS2 games. Oh, I know I... why you like it. You have a dog companion. Yeah, um, don't get too attached to that dog. Oh, no! <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> I'm not sure if does the dog die.com does video games too. Oh no. Doggy. But not yeah, fair. you're talking about uh, game price trading. I ran into a similar thing this week trying to find a copy of um I think Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky. The DS game? Yeah, that is the third game released with uh, in tandem with um Explorers of Time and Explorers of Darkness. And that game, they didn't print very many copies of because it goes for a lot of money. And yeah. luckily, I found a copy for 50 bucks and jumped on it. Now is not a good time to be looking for rare and common and, and or retro games. They've all, like, spiked. Yeah. During COVID. Yeah, I know. We've been selling our stuff on eBay. Have you? <laughs> Oh, it's been fun listening to her do a video game antiques roadshow going through her collection. And me being like, yep, got that, got that. Oh, I didn't I wish I was around. I could have been interested. Yeah. So are we ready for briefs? Yes. Pansas. So Elder Games and Head Up Stick Deck Builder RPG Hybrid Cartaclysm Shadows of the Four launched uh, on Steam Early Access, which has roughly half of the game's planned content. You can go check that out. Um, Dual Gears arrives on Steam Early Access, which is priced at $19 and has a 20% discount available until August 7th. This is a uh, mega strategy RPG that looks pretty cool. Um, one for you, Anna. Z-Boyd Games teases a magical girl <laughs> RPG called um, This Way Badness Lies. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I've been actually talking about this game with the two Z-Boyd guys. And I saw this screenshot before it was posted. And then um, Robert in the Z-Boyd Discord was like, hey guys, we're going to be putting out a screenshot for This Way Madless Lies. And I'm like, ooh, exciting! He's like, why are you excited? You already saw it. And I'm like, oh, tattletale. So this screenshot looks like a little bit of Lunar and a little bit of Shining Force to me. Yeah, Shining Force. Okay, so that's intended? Yes. 
And this is going to be making fun of Sailor Moon type stuff? Not making fun of. More like leaning into the tropes. Ah, well, I am totally in. And I'm also in with this nightmare, which is an acronym for negative influence, good, hating, terribly magic, abnormally repulsive, evil dimension. (laughs) Fighting eldritch creatures. So this might, I mean, just from the screenshot and this premise alone, this might be a day one purchase. But we'll find out more information about that later. And then Disgaea 4 Complete Plus is heading to PC. This is this guy game with Valva Torres, who was the guy that was obsessed with sar- sardines and is a vampire. Sardines! Um, I, I've had my uh, mouse cursor hovered over that sardine pillow on the NIS store. <laughs> I want that very bad. But um, this news comes a year after the game released on t- Nintendo Switch, and I'm always for more people getting to play Disgaea games. Um, I thought that this one kind of brought back a little bit more of the charm of the original game, especially with Salvatore and his sardine obsession. But I digress. It's going to be out later on PC this year. And then Coven, the Labyrinth of Galleria gets a new Japanese release date. This is a sequel to um, Labyrinth of Revenge. Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dust, which was released in Japan as Coven and Labyrinth of Refrain. And it's going to have a new cast, so we will look forward to that. And then finally, um, Azure Lane Crosswave is getting uh, DLC this fall. This is um, an Idea Factory game that uh, it's going to be five packs of DLC containing one playable character and three support ships. And I think this game had ship combat in it the brief doesn't really say oh yeah a naval rpg where battleship maidens fight out in the open sea so you can check out dlc for that and that is all the briefs no there's one most important brief of all time natsume announced what the collectible plushie is going to be for one world (laughs) (laughs) Um, games, it's got available on GameStop and it's a chicken, guys. It's a it's chonky a chicken. chicken. <laughs> She's so floofy. I love her. I, I was imitating uh, a, tw- a kind of a curt tweet. That <laughs> I know. I asked Anna so hard if I could talk about it. <laughs> it it's just one of those things where it was like, oh, face palm to the end of the earth and back again. Maybe I should give some context here. So yes. um, there's kind of this running joke on the Natsume social media that Cece is very bad at taking photos. Mm-hmm. And so every time we announce a new plushie, we have kind of this round of Cece's bad photography where it's like, here's a picture of the new Pyrrhiter plushie. Ah, oh, I was too close to it. I guess I'll take another picture later. Um, and to ensure that when I revealed the plushie lined up to when the pre-orders were live, um, GameStop put up pre-orders Friday morning when I was in the process of posting these progressively terrible photos. And... Um, a news outlet came along and was like, here's the picture of what it is and here's where to pre-order it. And it was like, well, way to spoil the surprise. (laughs) But a bunch of people basically replied back and were like, wow, dude, rude, (laughs) rude. (laughs) 
just like oh. completely took the wind out of the sails. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't carry the weight. It just it made me roll my eyes. And Man. so eventually, a few hours later, they had been lambasted enough times that they came back and were like, yeah, I probably should have handled that differently. Sorry. <laughs> They didn't delete the original tweet, though, so I guess they weren't that sorry. <laughs> oh, and one more brief that's not on the sheet, but I want to bring it up. The Lego Entertainment System uh, Lego set is still alive. I'm, I'm impressed that it's, that it's not... not sold out. Yeah, I guess they're making too. to order? I, well, I don't know. Um, I know that they're limiting, limiting it to two per person because we was trying to get three of them last night. So we had to have one shipped to my mom's house because um, I wanted one, Vaughn wanted one, and um, one of them we wanted to save as a present. But no, Chris. Yeah. What? No, Chris. No, what? Is I can see you looking at it on the stream. I am. Nope. No, what? So, no, you can't have it. I don't want it. Oh. They, uh, this went live last night and we was on Discord and I started screaming, oh, and I, I was cursing at the storm. And, Lego! And I, I ran upstairs yelling, check the Lego site! And of course their site was hammered. She was very then, excited. Yeah, she goes, oh my god, guys, gotta go! And then half a second, it's not an emergency, but it's an emergency. Vroom. All we hear is her ripping out of the room. And then a few minutes later, she comes back. And, yeah, sorry about that, guys. I had to order the Lego Nintendo. <laughs> and then Chris proceeded to shame me. Chris. Chris. You were there. Like, yes, and I yelled at you last night, too. So stop Chris. yelling at me now. Chris like oh hey. my god i can't believe you bought that thing and i'm like I, hey i Chris. don't order very much nerd stuff well actually i do but that's not the point why can't we buy one it looks cool i don't remember saying that <laughs> you did you were pretty mean but you know what's funny i'm not as excited about this as i'm excited about like the little lego mushroom bonus pack that came dee, with dee, it dee, dee, that dee, you got for dee, free for spending um 30 bucks on uh lego mario stuff dee, 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 dee. yeah so i can't wait for that and i i do want to get the um the starter set that has the little lcd mario to go with this and i guess this works with a switch or something no um it works with a put... separate tv thing if you put the um, Lego Mario on top of it, he makes the same noises as the level when you scroll the level on the TV. Aha! Yeah. And he's got a motion sensor in it. Nice. <clears throat> Bring! Sorry, my sister was texting me. <laughs> I might not... I might not be around for Discord tonight. They're having lasagna. Oh, no. We found the one thing. To... <laughs> Kelly told us on the I... Discord party last night. She said, I don't think I'm going to go to my parents tomorrow night. I'm just going to hang out with you guys on Discord. Except if they bribe me with food, then I'll consider it. <laughs> yeah. They know how to bribe me. So, and for those of you who haven't heard us talk about it, rpgamer.com slash discord, you can join us Friday and Saturday evenings beginning at around 7, 7.30 p.m. Central. And we do Discord Hangouts. It's drop in, drop out. You don't need to talk. You can just listen. You can talk with us. We do fun hanging out stuff. 
while we each play our own games. Yep. So yeah, come join us on Discord. It's really fun when we start talking about a Trails game because <laughs> the spoilers start flying. Well, if it's just like me and Josh and Anna, then the spoilers start flying. And then it's like, oh my god, did you see that? Yes, I did. But I, I digress. All right. I think that might be all of the news. Nope. Wait. A couple more. Uh, game releases? Oh, yeah. Crap. I... Okay, there it is. Um, so what have we got coming out this week? Um, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon infinite yes. combat? Oh, wait. <laughs> okay, these weren't split up at these all. These are easy questions. No, no, no. <laughs> that okay. is the name of the game. The answer is... Oh, infinite combat. Okay, infinite I... combate. Yeah. I thought it was one big line. My bad. I'm, I'm still getting used to this hosting thing. Yeah, yeah. And then Cat Quest 1 and 2 Possum Pack for PS4. Get that. That's awesome. And then PSO2 on Steam. And then Horizon Zero Dawn hits the PC. Oh, right. Right. I didn't see that. My bad. More of an RPG than Paper Mario RPG Origami. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Which we shouldn't cover, but apparently we do. Oh, deal with it. <laughs> This whole the whole time I was playing Paper Mario, he's like, "Why do we cover this? We shouldn't cover this. It's not an RPG." Well, guess what? You're not in charge of editorial content. I own the site. And... Does that count for something? No. <laughs> Dang, denied. <laughs> I don't get any editorial rep unless I actually sit down and play all those Yakuza games. I really need ha. to get on with that. Hey. So what are you going to play uh, this week, Kelly? So, since it's Action RPG August, yeah, um, I am going to start up, um, I think it's Devil Summoner with Rido. I can never remember the name of this game. Hang on. Oh, it, the detective game? Yeah. Devil Summoner, Rido Kuzunoha versus the Soulless Army. Yes. And it's in the action RPG camp because you actually um, summon your demons and it plays kind of like a Tales game. Oh, I didn't know it was an action RPG. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, most of the Devil Summoner games are. In fact, I think all of the Devil Summoner games are. See, the only two I know about is the two on the PS2. Yeah, I... Oh, there's one on the DS as well. I think it's a remake though, right? Yeah, that's Soul Hackers, but that was turn-based. Yeah. That's a first-person dungeon crawler. So maybe but, I'm just wrong. Um, that's going to be my console game. My portable game is going to be Odin's Fear Left Trouser. Yay! Because my Vita definitely needs a little bit of love. It was completely dead when I tried to boot it up, and I had to clean the fridge a little bit because it was also full. <laughs> because screw you, Sony, and your proprietary memory cards. But yes, I, I can't wait to start um, Odin's Fear. Actually, I can't wait to start uh, Rido too. But I'm probably not going to start that tonight, since I've got I've got Animal Crossing bugs to catch today. Oh now. right, because it's the first day of the new month. And I I stress out until I get all the bugs caught, and it's going to be like that until I finish it. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Animal Crossing, on my Twitter I have my dream uploaded by the way that so that you can see my stage and, Kelly um, 
I've been trying arcade. to get I've been trying to get Raymond in my Animal Crossing. It's hard. I, to- I told you how to get Raymond. You need to boot uh, Julian off and then mm. just resummon him. I I'm having trouble booting him off. Is he not? Was he the last villager that you got? Nope. No. Okay. Because if it's the last villager that you've got, then they won't leave. This It's very complicated. There's a lot of time traveling and waiting and retrying and closing the game and reopening the game and closing the game. Do you know the load, the load times for this game are too long? I know. See, that day that I recruited Raymond, I and you did I it. Spent... You did it on Mystery Islands, which yeah, is even I harder. Spent... I spent like six thousand nook miles worth of tickets to which do, is to do mystery aisles. Nothing versus what you could have been expected to spend. And I got him on the second to last ticket, and I about cried when I got him, and I was terrified that the game was going to crash at that point. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god!" If if he's not, I had to time travel the next day to make damn sure that he got in the house. What's so special about this guy? Nothing. Oh. He's uh, <laughs> he's a heterochromatic cat. cat. And listen, he's Lucifer the cat. <laughs> yeah, he he dresses like a poncy little twit, and he's not of. You can't get him easily because he's one of the new villagers that, that there's no amiibo for. So he's very hard to get. He's rare. He's adorable looking. And he's smug. And yeah, he's one of the only smug cat personalities. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might be smug. the only smug cat personality. But Getting cats on an island is really hard, so I'm impressed you did it. Which is hilarious <laughs> because you know that there's more cat villagers than any other type. Well, that's why it's hard to get Raymond from okay. that strategy. Because you have the first the game picks what species, so you have to hope it hits on cat and then it picks a guy within those species and so you've made it really hard for the game to give you the cat via mystery islands um, okay usually people are trying to get them through campsites and then you get a better chance that way but you did it but, and but i have Chris, it i sent you raymond in boxes you did and i've got him in my hands <laughs> that sounds really bad yeah, in like boxes. I had one one well, box had funny. his arm, one box had an ear, one box had an eye. Oh, terrible, Chris! <laughs> horrifying. Not no, as horrifying uh, as this thing, this dog I just read about from Rula Rose. <laughs> but no, so people are like really obsessed with getting this cat on the internet, and when hey, villagers are about ready to move out, people call it in boxes because they their house is in boxes. So. People have been selling the opportunity to go to their island to invite Raymond to move on their island, and they sell it for, like, not only real money, but, like, ungodly amounts of bells and Nook Miles tickets. So there became this, like, villager black market. That's weird. Nookazon! Yeah. Well, I guess you wouldn't have the real money there. (laughs) I I tried to do Nookazon for, like, a week and then was like, nope, I... I'm not doing this. People are insane on this People site. want 10 million bells for Raymond. I just know my wife has this robot bird chicken thing as one of mm-hmm. hers, and it's funny. Coco's pretty awesome, too. And this rabbit with a mustache. <laughs> my villagers, nothing but cats. 
the difference between gifted and ungifted? I don't know what that means. Once really smart. <laughs> that must be it. Anyway. Uh, who else is playing about games what this we're week? Playing? Yeah. Yeah. What are we playing? Anna, what are you playing? Um, I think that I'm going to tackle um, Yoshi's Crafted World next. Mm. Yeah, play something with mobility while you still have it. <laughs> Pretty much. Wait, you're going to play what, game. Anna? Yoshi's Crafted World? I thought Remember you were going to play Fate Tactics. That too. Oh my gosh. So the one thing I heard about Yoshi's that they didn't like about this one as compared to the ones before is that this one's like super easy they say oh darn super easy my kids love it Ooh, sounds right no i'm that that is just fine for me jonathan what are you gonna play i need to get back to divinity and then i have been having an itch to play tactics ogre uh one vision again i started playing it's kind of like a it's a kind of community mod that balances a lot of the game and adds a lot of stuff. So I never, I started doing that and got distracted and been kind of haven't thinking about it again. Cool, Peter. Well, I will probably jump into the PSO two content when that releases, and I will most likely be doing a lot more um, Story of Seasons and Blightbound. And I might keep playing Fate Tactics. Or if Anna's stuck on the PC, I might actually go to the living room and play one of my video game consoles, which I still own. What are those? I know. Um, and I might finally finish up Yakuza Kiwami. We'll so, see. Chris, that being said, I game so much on PC now. Are you interested in the PS5? Yeah. I don't I'm know why, yourself. though. He's going to buy it day one. I just don't know why, though. I have to. Th- uh, what are we going to play I'm on like, it? I'm probably going to pre order it, but I haven't turned my PS4 on to play a game instead of like watch a movie in probably months, if not a year. I think I want to be able to watch 4K Blu rays on it. That might be yeah. the big thing I want it for. But your PS4 does that, right? Nope. No, it doesn't. That's right. Yeah. For me, it's regular Blu rays. Go ahead. For me, it's going to depend largely on what gets released around launch day. If if Stray comes out, although I think they said 2021, then it's going to be a day one purchase. But if not, then I want to wait for games I'm interested in. Um, if you look at all the technical stuff that they're trying to achieve with the PS5, accomplishing that on the PC right now costs a fair amount of money. And I don't know if it's going to be how long it'll be until we can have that whole high bandwidth pipeline no load time um nirvana on pc but um but maybe that's just a pipe dream to begin with we have to see if they really pull it off with the ps5 so i don't know or and the xbox too because they're going for it as well um yeah i don't know uh i like the tech but um i like the idea of having it but then yeah, I'm like, am I really I don't, gonna play I'm not it? playing yeah. those games, so it's like, why would I bother? That's a good question. I'd rather put that money into a new graphics card when the next generation of graphics cards comes out, you know? 
So, hmm. these are good questions. You know what I really need is a better chair for my living room so I can play games without my neck hurting. That's yeah. what I need. What about a pillow? What about it? The pillow oh, falls down. Doesn't sit. Doesn't work. I don't know how your chair is. So. My couch, like couch doesn't like work low. for that. And even though it's a reclining couch, I cannot get comfortable. My other couch is faced the wrong way. And even then, the, the height of the back is not right. I need a recliner. It's the only thing I've ever found that works, and I don't have room for a recliner. So I can invest all the money in consoles and 4K TVs and sound systems that I want, but whenever I play a game for more than an hour, my neck hurts, and it gives me a headache. Why not a recliner where that chair is? I have no chair. I have two couches, so I'd have to remove a couch to add a recliner. Gotcha. See, why don't you get a recliner couch? We have one. It doesn't work. It doesn't oh. work for me. It's Anna likes it. It's great for her. Um, sitting on that couch is what's killing me. I don't know what to do. Because I love the crap out of my recliner couch. Well, let's trade. No, because getting this thing in my basement was a nightmare. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreading the day we have to get the thing out of the basement. Okay, this couch that we have, this recliner couch, is gradually deteriorating because the furniture store that I bought it from, between when I bought my first couch and this new couch, they stopped selling quality furniture, apparently. So the first couch I bought from them is still going strong, and the new couch we bought is getting rips all over the place. It's awful. Rip. Press F for respects of my couch <sighs> rip couch are we done i think we're done i hope so okay everybody we'll see you next week thanks for catching us thank you kelly for doing news anna marie for doing other things and josh no not josh jonathan and peter for joining us this week thank you Yay. and you dear listener for watching listening mostly listening few watchers you want to catch us live twitch.tv slash rpgamer 9 a.m pacific noon eastern is when we stream uh you can catch us on the site of course at rpgamer.com where you probably got the show please leave a comment answer the question of the week which is anna um yeah i forgot too um (laughs) uh describe your perfect theme month play along right the theme month play along uh you'll also see that on twitter through the week we are rpgamer on twitter and also on Facebook. Do you do it there, too? No. No. You'll just only see it on Twitter, I guess. So only follow us on Twitter. Uh, post in the show thread. And, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes and wherever podcasts are downloaded. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for the support. Let us know what you'd like to see in the show to make it better. And we will catch you in a week before we were going to take a week or two off because of Anna's surgery. So next week, big show, because it'll be the last show for a little bit. So, okay. Is it, also safe to, uh, is it safe to say that we can donate to give Anna a robotic elbow so that yes. we can <laughs> Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles? That's right. Robotic elbow. Donate, donate to the site. We need robot elbows. That's right. 
Where do you donate to the site? Do, instead of donate, just subscribe to the podcast. I want lots of download numbers. You don't even have to listen. Just subscribe. It'll make me feel better. Well, if they're not listening, how do they know to... D- Tell d- your friends. Like okay. and subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Until then. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.